Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource base for autism and much more. I'm very pleased to have David Turk returning as my guest today. A native of Los Angeles, David resides in the San Fernando Valley with his wife, two daughters, and a menagerie which includes two dogs and Lucky the Bird. In setting the course for his professional career, David knew he wanted to do work that would result in changing people's lives for the better. Upon being introduced to special needs planning and how it impacts the lives of families and persons with special needs, he knew he had found his mission in life. David enjoys the challenge of helping people maximize and protect the benefits they are entitled to and is passionate about helping families to create a secure future for all their loved ones. He is a highly sought after speaker on the many subjects and issues that affect the special needs community and provides comprehensive planning services through his firm, Serenitas Special Needs Planning. Welcome, David. And thanks so much for taking the time to join me today to discuss certain government benefits that can be kind of confusing to decipher. Thanks for having me, Gilda. Um, yeah, government benefits is a... Uh, Number one topic of conversation um, in planning, our goal, or one of our main goals, is to make sure that families can leave assets to their loved ones without it impacting any government benefits that they are entitled to, and also educating families on what the different benefits are, how they, um, when they come into play at different milestones of life and how we qualify, maintain, and maximize those benefits throughout life. Well, so to start with, you know, there's a lot of acronyms that we have to deal with, right? Like SSI, SSDI, IHSS, for example. What are these benefits? And please discuss the major differences between them. Sure. It's it's an alphabet soup of confusion. So let me define a few of these up front and then um, talk about how to qualify for these benefits. Uh, SSI is typically the first benefit that, that one would receive typically at age 18. Um, that SSI stands for Supplemental Security Income. The current federal maximum is $841 a month. Um, there are certain criteria to achieve that, um, which we'll go into shortly. At certain milestones in life, you will migrate from SSI to what's called SSA, which is supplement, uh, survivor retirement benefits, which is typically what one pays in their, uh, through their payroll and W-2 taxes. That is a different benefit, which a child can receive from a parent who is either retired or disabled or has passed away. And those are different increments as well. Also, when that happens, healthcare benefits also come into play, such as Medi-Cal and Medicare. Then there's SSDI, Social Security Disability Income. And that actually gets very confusing because it's the same acronym used for two different benefits. On one end, SSDI is for anyone, any individual that has worked, typical or not, has worked 10 years and paid 40 years of taxes and has worked at least the last five of 10 years, and they would qualify for an SSDI benefit. 
confusion often comes in when a child receives a parent's survivor retirement benefit that will often come listed as SSDI. And there's confusion revolved around that two different benefits that will often use the same acronym. So if you get confused, uh, that would be typical because join the club, right? <laughs> everyone is confused by this. Um, and then I think you asked about IHSS, which is stands for in-home support services. And these are services provided out of home or in, in home outside of uh, necessarily SSI benefits. But um, one needs to have Medi-Cal in order to access IHSS. Oftentimes, families of a disabled child, one, one or both parents are unable to work and they, uh, in caring for the child, that parent can qualify as a paid caregiver through the IHSS program. Uh, it also applies to a sibling as well. Okay, so then, excuse me, talking about qualifying, how do you qualify and apply for these different benefits? Right. So the golden, the golden key, if you will, to the government benefits is getting approved for SSI benefits. Often, um, we would do this at age 18 and get things rolling at that time. There's no Max, no uh, time period where you can't apply. However, the sooner the better because it opens the door for all the qualification for other benefits down the road. Anyone receiving $1 of SSI benefits automatically receives Medi-Cal, also crucially important as a backup um, uh, healthcare or Medicaid if, if we're outside of California. SSI, in order to qualify, there has to be a disability that lasts over 12 months, never an issue with, with the families we, we work with. Um, one of the issues and stumbling blocks is that you are not able to have more than $2,000 of assets in your name. And that can affect one's eligibility for benefits. And one of the problems that we aim to solve by proper planning, um, making sure that assets are in a place where they are not considered accountable asset or accountable resource by social security. And by doing that, one can actually maintain supplemental assets and social security benefits and put them together for the benefit of the person rather than having to have one or the other, neither of which is typically sufficient. Okay, so is it difficult to apply for or is it a fairly easy process? That's a good question. So one of the other major stumbling blocks is the perception that Social Security is hard to work with. That, that is an accurate perception. They can be hard to work with. However, families need to know what they are entitled to. And that's, some of that's just part of education. You can start applying online and simply submit for a request for interview and families will interview with an intake person. It is important to have an understanding of what will be asked of you. And also knowing that yes, no, and I don't know are all appropriate answers if they are accurate for social security. A lot of times the social security interviewer would, would just be quiet and allow you to talk and Oftentimes, the more talking we do, the more problems we can create. Um, so I always tell families that yes, no, and I don't know are all 
good answers. And less is more. <laughs> less is more. Just answer the questions. Yeah. If we can do things the way they want it and get started the first time, it's easy. Um, however, things happen and it is a government agency and it is up to the whims of the individual that you are speaking with as well. Um, you have an opportunity to a appeal any, any uh, decision that you receive. After that, there is a potential hearing. And if you don't succeed at that hearing and believe that you should be eligible for those benefits, you can simply reapply again and start that process over. It's not to say that that is fun or easy, but it is enormously important to do. And once you do it, you've, you've unlocked that door. So why is it important and why should families take the time to apply? Because for a child between the years of 18 and 80 years old, SA, uh, government benefits will add up to over a million dollars of cash benefits before you even talk about the lifetime value of healthcare through Medicaid and Medicare. Wow, so that's quite a, quite a chunk of change. It makes an enormous difference in the quality of life. So are there any other major stumbling blocks we should be aware of? And uh, also, how do these benefits interact with each other? Does one, is one contra integrated when you have the other one? Um, does one have an effect on another that you might be receiving? I know you, you briefly touched on that uh, before, but can you elaborate just a little bit? Absolutely. So going back to SSI, that is a temporary benefit. Um, when a parent either retires or becomes disabled, uh, the person receiving SSI will migrate to that parent's survivor retirement benefit. And that will, depending on the value, the, the amount of that benefit, will either totally replace or largely replace the SSI benefit. So just using a simple example of a $2,000 a month benefit, when a parent retires, the disabled child will be entitled to $1,000 a month, 50%, until the parent passes away. And then that'll go up to 75% for life. So that'll be $1,500 a month for life using that $2,000 example. Also, after being, once you start to receive that uh, survivor retirement benefit, your child also becomes eligible for Medicare after 25 months. So all of these things interact, they do interact together. It is in, intended that one's personal benefit that you've been contributing to as in the survivor retirement benefit, it is intended that that ultimately replace the SSI benefit, which is tax-funded tax safety net. Okay, that's uh, very interesting. So um, at this point, I'd like to ask, is there any particular tips, like your top one or two or three tips that you'd like to give people with regard to these type of benefits, what to look out for, what to make sure that you do or don't do, uh, and so forth? Yes, I have a couple golden tips to, to take away today. First, um, 
before applying for SSI, make sure that you have your ducks in a row to allow you to do everything right the first time and not have to go back and, and retread <clears throat> what you've done. Uh, that especially includes making sure that any assets, money, property, anything in your loved one's name is properly shielded either in a special needs trust where it's not considered accountable resource or using an ABLE account um, to do that. Ask questions about, there are all sorts of, we can get very deep into different types of special needs trust, but top line, everything should be protected um, so that you can apply for those benefits. Then you've got that all in a row. There'll be an interview with social security. Um, lately they've been over zoom since COVID eventually they may go back to in person. And this is when you want to show that we need these benefits. This is not necessarily the day that you want to be showing off your best self, but maybe your less best self. One of the keys for persons living at home with parents is going to be that when they're 18, they are an individual economic unit. And that means that the parents' finances do not need to be considered when assessing the, the, the SSI benefit. By answering these simple questions or this question appropriately, you will receive a maximum benefit rather than a benefit reduced. And it, it simply goes like this. Um, SSI interviewer says to mom and dad, hey, how you doing? How's Johnny? Yada, blah. Um, where does Johnny live? Oh, well, Johnny lives at home. You say, oh, okay, great. Does Johnny pay rent? And mom and dad say no. They're like, oh, you, the interviewer will say, oh, you are wonderful parents. Thank you so much for that. We're going to pat you on the back and reduce your benefit by a third because you are providing, you're duplicating the benefit that Social Security is intended to provide for, and that is mm -hmm. room. Right. So by simply saying that my son or daughter is an independent economic unit, they are paying rent or will be paying rent with these SSI funds, you will be able to receive a maximum benefit rather than one reduced by a third. Those are my two golden tips. Make sure that you don't have exposed assets and to be, quote, paying rent to um to family and it's not a fictional rent the child will actually be paying rent to the family and it is an exchange of of funds so it te technically is no longer in your loved one's hands and is in yours and is an actual third-party transaction those are some excellent tips david um so i'm sure our listeners are wondering how can they reach you if they have questions or if they want to know more the easiest way is to simply go to our website at serenitassnp.com. That's S-E-R-E-N-I-T-A-S-S-N-P.com. Well, thank you, David, so much for your time and for sharing some great information with us today. Gilda, thanks for having me back. Look forward to another time. Absolutely. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.